Well, it's all over but the shouting, the recounting, the lawsuits, the riots, the gunplay, the revolution, the nation laid waste, followed by centuries of Mad Max-style tribal warfare. In order to understand what occurred, we at The Daily Wire have dispatched our crack reporters and other crackpots to find out what the hell the idiot voters were thinking. Our crackpot medium, Madam Isabel Ospinskaya, visited Laurel Hill Cemetery in Philadelphia to contact the spirit of Joe Biden voter Clem Searsucker, who died in 1892 when he was run over by a thresher right after he paused in a field to shout, by gum, I believe I just invented the iPhone. Madam Ospinskaya asked the ghost of Searsucker why he cast his ballot for Biden. Searsucker said, quote, I'm a corpse who has all but rotted away to nothing with absolutely no means of comprehending the world around me or even remembering much of what happened to me when I was alive, so I feel Joe Biden and I have a lot in common. Also, I was damned to hell for all eternity, so I have a lot in common with Kamala Harris, too. Anyway, at this point, it's kind of a tradition since I've been voting Democrat ever since that thresher ran over me. It's a damn shame, too, since I just had this great idea for a new kind of telephone, unquote. Another proud Biden voter we interviewed was Hannah von Schreich, a figment of the imagination, who was brought into being to cast a vote for Biden in Detroit. Miss von Schreich, or possibly Mrs. Von Schreich, it's hard to know since she's imaginary, said she was drawn to the historic nature of the ticket. Ms. Von Schreich said, quote, Kamala will be the first corrupt female communist of color to serve as vice president. I thought for sure it was going to be Ilhan Omar, unquote. The Daily Wire will continue to bring you the best coverage of what used to be America. Trigger warning, I'm Andrew Claven, and this is The Andrew Claven Show. Life is tickety-boo Birds are winging, also singing Hunky-dunky-dee-doo Ship-shaped, ipsy-topsy The world is a bitty zing It's a wonderful day, hurrah, hooray It makes me want to sing Oh, hurrah, hooray Oh, hooray, hurrah All right, we are back uh, The vast right-wing conspiracy known as Clayton What a crappy Clayton this weekend this turned out to be. You know, I, what can I do? I, I just can't hold the world up every day. I've got to take a break uh, sometimes and things, when I go away, things fall apart. But if you want my content, you can always go on YouTube and subscribe to the Andrew Claven channel on YouTube. You want to subscribe to my specific channel, ring the little bell there and you will get notifications of new content. I will bring them to your home uh, on a sled that carried by eight tiny reindeer. Uh, and I'll slide down the chimney and probably steal some silverware and then leave the content in your desk drawer. Also, leave a comment. And if your comment is sufficiently uh, despairing and lacrimose, we will include it <laughs> with our commentary because you won't be able to tell the difference. Today, we got one from Tyler Rayleigh, who asked me to say Trump says, say Trump will win since you are always right. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that, <laughs> that's not the way that works. I wish it were. So lots of stuff is going on around your house, around your apartment. People are leaving deliveries. People are coming to visit. You know, you have friends who want to see you. You have people show up that you don't know who they are. You need ring. You need ring to keep yourself safe, not just safe, but also so that you can rest assured you're safe. That's an important thing. Ring has security products for every corner of your home, inside and out. And best of all, you can see everything on one simple app. With Ring, you can keep an eye on your home no matter where you are, even in your home, and you can do it right from your phone. If someone stops by or something's going on, Ring lets you know. It's peace of mind anytime knowing that your home is protected. And I like it because 
Even when I'm indoors, it's late at night. I don't have to get up and look around. I can look at the ring and see what's going on. And if, if there's anyone there, I can talk to them. And you can get a special offer on the Ring Welcome Kit at ring.com slash Clavin. It comes with Ring's Video Doorbell 3 and Chime Pro, the perfect way to start your Ring experience. Go to ring.com slash Clavin. That's ring.com slash Clavin. And if anyone shows up at your house at any time, say to them, how do you spell Clavin? And if they know, call the police. You do not want anyone with that information anywhere nearby. I gave a lot of thought about what I wanted to say about this election and what's going on right now. Uh, You know, obviously, you know that I have committed myself to describing things to you as accurately as I can. It doesn't mean I get it right all the time, but I'm telling you what I see uh, as truthfully as I can. My I have never I'm not committed to candidates and to parties. I'm committed to liberty and I'm committed to telling the truth if I can. So here here's what I see so far. I am 100 percent certain that the results of this election need to be litigated in court. The fact that the media who brought us Russian collusion, Trump is Hitler, and Brett Kavanaugh is a serial racist, are now telling us that Biden has won means jack diddly squat to me. That means like not one thing. The Democrats did everything they could to add chaos and subtract transparency from the process. And if only that is exposed in court, it will be a triumph. So we should fight on keep the faith and see them in court. However, I also want to tell you this. At this moment, I am not 100% certain that the election was stolen. Not yet, anyway. I don't see how you could be certain. And a lot of the people I hear saying they're certain, I just don't believe them. I think they're acting, speaking out of emotion, not out of reason. There's always voter fraud, especially in Democrat cities like Philadelphia and Detroit. The Democrats are a corrupt party and they are more corrupt than the Republicans. And in an election this close, the fraud might have made a difference. I have a moderately high level of trust that Trump's lawsuits will get a fair hearing and will find out what there is to find out. But I just want to warn you that Internet anecdotes and attorney claims and people doing mathematics in their head, that's not evidence. And many of the worst stories of discrepancies that are going around can be explained in other ways. I've been covering politics for a long time. A lot of the people commentating have never covered a school board meeting. And I'm just telling you that this is not evidence. There are other things that happened as well that explain a lot of things. Libertarian tickets siphoned off Trump votes in essential states. And it seems to me if the Democrats were really going to steal this thing, they, would have just sto- they wouldn't have just stolen the top of the ticket. They'd have stolen the whole show. Whereas right now, the Republicans have picked up seats in the House and it's up to Georgia to determine who will run the Senate. It seems very possible to me that what the voters did here is they rejected the crazy left wing Democrats, but they also rejected Donald Trump for the very reasons I've been telling you about for the last four years. In fact, if I had been listening to the Andrew Clavin show for the last four years, which, of course, (laughs) why would I do that? But if I had been listening, this is the outcome I would have expected. As I've now said approximately a gazillion times, we needed a character like Donald Trump to break the grip of the deep state and its globalist elites fronted by their utterly corrupt corporate media. But a character like Trump is alienating to a lot of people, and that cost him votes. Trump has done such a good job as president that only his personality could have kept this election close enough to steal. It was Trumpian Trump who did all the good he did, from the strong economy and the great judges to the chance for peace in the Middle East, And it was Trumpy and Trump who made it almost impossible for him to expand his base and win by the landslide his policies deserved. 
Now, the courts may overturn this election. It's possible. And I truly, truly believe in fighting to the last chance. But you got to believe me, it is a long shot. I just trust me on this. Anybody who's telling you this is not a long shot is speaking out of overheated passion. It's a hard case to prove. The counting deadlines are short. And even honest judges are going to be reluctant to change the outcome and set the country on fire. It's an uphill climb. So that just means speaking realistically, right? <laughs> speaking realistically about our odds here. We need to start talking about the work ahead. And here, I think that there is not just good news, but there is remarkable good news that comes out of this election. Really exceptional good news. And I, you're not going to hear anybody else talk about this. What we need, obviously, is to build a culture in which a man less alienating than Trump can do the things that Trump did, like stand up to the media liars and defy the logic of the experts and the power of the state and work to restore power to the people. And we can only create that culture by building a communications empire to rival the left's empire of lies. I'm abs- I, I can't tell you how proud I am that the Daily Wire is a major part of that enterprise. So the good news is that I think this election was a turning point in that effort. And in fact, I, I'm sure it was. The corrupt media, all the King's Stephanopoulos's and all the King's Stelters and Jack Dorsey's did not manage to take one vote away from Trump that he came in with, not one. It was Trump who failed to expand his reach, not the media who knocked him down. And the reason for that, I think, is that our media has begun to match theirs. The Twitter Nazis had to work, they're still working overtime to try and stifle us. And still, we got the word out to the people willing to listen. Four years from now, there may not even be a Twitter for us to fight with. And we might have built a media by then that can get the word out to people who haven't heard it yet. That's the next stage of the victory. See, when you start from a a losing position, as we did with the culture, we didn't even know. 20 years ago when I started talking about this, people didn't even know the culture was a thing that we needed to pay attention to. When you start from such a losing position, it can be hard to see when the tide has turned. But I think the tide has turned. For instance, back in Nixon's day, the Stephanopoulos's and the Dean Bacay's, they would have destroyed Trump. They would have impeached him like they did Nixon. Now they couldn't lay a glove on him. They could only keep their own sheep, and that's what they are, in the corral. And that's because of us. We did that, and we're going to keep doing it until people remember what liberty looks like and what it really means to be an American. Politics is like soccer, which some people call the beautiful game. I don't know why, but that's what some people call soccer. And like soccer, politics goes back and forth forever, and it seems nobody ever scores a final goal. When God is ready to call time, the game will be over and America will fall, but not before. And until then, our job is to take the field and put on a show that will inspire the next free nation a thousand years from now. I have to tell you, if things go as I suspect and fear they will, I'm going to miss President Donald Trump terribly. He's been the most exciting, transgressive, and delightful president of my lifetime, and he did more good than any of the rest of them. Trump has been incredible fun, but freedom is even more fun. The fight for freedom continues, and the fight is fun. So now, back to the beautiful game. 
All right, let's take a look at what's going on. First, we should really start with one other piece of fantastic news. As Pfizer, Inc. Uh, today said that its experimental vaccine was more than 90% effective in preventing COVID-19, reading this, based on initial data from a large study. This is a major victory in the fight against a pandemic that has killed over 1 million people. Pfizer and their German partner, BioNTech SE, are the first drug makers to show successful data from a large-scale clinical trial. And this, by the way, you know, no matter what anybody t- tells you, Trump's Operation Warp Speed had a lot to do with this. The U.S. government placed an initial order of 100 million doses for $1.95 billion and co- can acquire up to 500 million additional doses. Americans to rec- will receive the vaccine for free, consisting with Trump's commitment for free access for COVID-19 vaccines. And Pfizer and uh, BioNTech remain on track to begin an anticipated phase 2B slash 3 safety and efficacy trial later this month seeking regulatory review. Now, listen, I don't know if they withheld the uh, the announcement of this till after the election. Seems a little suspicious, but maybe they did. But this has a lot to do with uh, what Trump did. The The jobs numbers have been great. We've come back almost to Obama, Obama levels of unemployment. We haven't gotten to Trump levels, uh, the real levels, because Obama's unemployment numbers were rigged because there was almost entirely a gig economy, whereas Trump added manufacturing jobs, real jobs. So we haven't gotten all the way back. But Trump has done a good job, and all of this is going to come clear to people in the days that follow because the the news has come in. It's not like Obama where the economy crashed and it started to bounce back up, and he took credit for that. This is stuff that Trump actually did, and we have the media now to teach people this. We we can't reach the people who still think the New York Times is news. People who are actually reading the New York Times and think, oh, yeah, this is what's happening in the world— You know, nothing we can do can reach them. But people who will go online and look around, they're going to start to hear from us more and more. And they're going to start to realize that they've been gamed and they have been gamed. Let's just to show you how they've been gamed. Here's America's governor, Andrew Cuomo, the guy who just handled the woo flu so beautifully by killing off all the old people in New York so that there was no one left to die in in New York. And he's the guy, he's the hero. Here was his reaction to hearing about the vaccine. It was cut nine, I think. The good news is uh, the Pfizer tests look good and we'll have a vaccine shortly. The bad news is uh, that it's about two months before Joe Biden takes over. And that means this administration is going to be implementing a vaccine plan. I've been talking to governors across the nation about that. Uh, How can we shape the Trump administration vaccine plan to fix it or stop it uh, before it does damage? Wow. What a what a dirtbag. <laughs> what a bad man. He's a, he's a genuine bad guy. He is like a genuine bad man. And the fact that the media has built him up into the hero of this uh, pandemic is uh, just tells you everything you need to know about the media. So let's take stock of what's going on. Let, let's listen to a little bit from the left. Let's let's go to the left now and hear what they have to say. Here is part of uh, Biden's victory statement. This is clip uh, 14 on the clip sheet. It's time to put away the harsh rhetoric lower the temperature, see each other again, listen to each other again. And to make progress, we have to stop treating our opponents as our enemies. They are not our enemies. They are Americans. The Bible tells us to everything there is a season, a time to build, a time to reap and a time to sow and a time to heal. This is the time to heal in America. And here's the Washington Post's Jennifer Rubin cut 18. 
It's not only that Trump has to lose, but that all his enablers have to lose. They have to, we have to collectively, in essence, burn down the Republican Party. Um, we have to level them because if there are survivors, if there are people who weather this storm, they will do it again. They will take this as confirmation that, hey, it just pays to ride the waves. Look at me. I've made it through. And so up and down the ticket, federal, state, local offices, the country has to repudiate this. <laughs> so there's Biden and there's a perfectly good representative of the media. Here's let's take a l- another listen to Biden. This is clip uh, 16. I'm a proud Democrat. But I will govern as an American president. I work as hard for those who didn't vote for me as those who did. Let this grim era of demonization in America began to end here and now. They want us to cooperate in their interest. And that's the choice I'll make. And I'll call on Congress, Democrats and Republicans alike, to make that choice with me. And here is the Trump Accountability Project. This is a visual. Uh, it is a uh, It says, remember what they did. That's this is a Trump accountability project. Very nice. Well done website. We must never forget those who furthered the Trump agenda. And uh, they're making a list and they're checking it twice. Uh, Alexandria Occasional Occasional Cortex tweeted, is anyone archiving these Trump sycophants for when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? I foresee decent probability of many deleted tweets writings, photos in the future. I have never deleted a tweet tweet unless it was incorrect, factually incorrect, and I'm not going to delete them now. And I tweeted to the people doing the Trump uh, accountability project. I told them that they should put my name first on the list. And remember, there are no E's in Clavin, but there is an F-U. And that's the way I feel about these guys. And remember, we've got this guy, Biden, who is a diminishing character. He is getting smaller and smaller and smaller as we speak. And he's dealing with his own party. Let's listen again. Let's another comparison. Here is Biden, uh, his his acceptance speech, his winning speech, uh, clip 17. I believe in the possibilities of this, of this country. We're always looking ahead, ahead to an America that's freer and more just, ahead to an America that creates jobs with dignity and respect, ahead of America that cures diseases like cancers and Alzheimer's. Ahead to an America that never leaves anyone behind. Ahead of an America that never gives up, never gives in. This is a great nation. It's always been a bad bet to bet against America. We're good people. This is the United States of America. Okay, and here's Chuck Schumer, uh, the head Democrat of the Senate. Chuck, uh, this is cut 30. Now we take Georgia, and then we change the world. Yeah! I'm sorry, can you repeat that, Mr. Schumer? Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. So not everybody in your party, Joe, uh, actually does believe in America. They believe in the America of their mind, the leftist America. Uh, People partying in the streets, uh, you know, they... The, the the news media thinks that America is partying in the streets because 70 million people who voted for Trump are completely invisible to them. In fact, they're the enemy. They want to make lists about them. Joe Biden had better hope like hell that 
the Republicans take the Senate, that they keep the Senate in these Georgia races that are still up for grabs, that have to have runoffs. He better hope like hell that the Republicans keep the Senate, because if not, this party, this leftist crazy party is going to roll over him like a steamroller. It is going to flatten him to the ground. There is not enough of Joe Biden left to fight the radicals in his party. And if Joe, you know, Joe Biden's instincts are kind of old fashioned Democrat instincts. He's just so old. He comes from another world. He's not a left. He's not a crazed leftist, but he also is a guy who blows with the winds. The winds are going to be blowing are going to be blowing very strongly from the left. One more Biden clip, uh, 15. What is our mandate? I believe it's this. America has called upon us to marshal the forces of decency, the forces of fairness, to marshal the forces of science, and the forces of hope in the great battles of our time. The battle to control the virus, the battle to build prosperity, the battle to secure your family's health care, the battle to achieve racial justice and root out systemic racism in this country, and the battle to save our planet by getting climate under control, the battle to restore decency, defend democracy, and give everybody in this country a fair shot. Yeah, so he better hope the Republicans hold the Senate because he's living in there. The left's fantasy of climate change and systemic racism. He is a patsy. He is a patsy for this leftist movement uh, in the Democrats that Chuck Schumer wants to change America. I don't know what he wants to change it into, but it ain't America, obviously. And so, you know, this is this is a moment. If you guys are if you're in Georgia, if you're hearing my voice in Georgia, man, and you're uh, a Republican, you better get out there and vote in this runoff, because if we don't hold the Senate, it is going to be a bad couple of years. Well, amazingly, the holiday season is coming up. And I know how you want to spend yours. You want to spend it waiting online at the post office to send packages with people sneezing on you while you try and shelter under your mask, putting several masks over your face. Or, or you could do that, or you could use stamps.com. With stamps.com, anything you can do at the post office, you can do with just a few clicks on your own computer. Stamps.com saves you money with deep discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. It's a must-have for any business, whether you're a small office sending out invoices, an online seller fulfilling orders during the holiday season, or a giant warehouse, or just a dude or a dudette who wants to send mail. Stamps.com is a no-brainer. It saves you time and money. Don't spend a minute of your holiday season at the post office this year. Sign up for Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. With my promo code Clavin, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Clavin. That's Stamps.com. Enter Clavin. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Just sit at home thinking, but how do I spell Clavin? It's K-L-A-V-A-N. <laughs> I was just going to say that. All right. Let's take a look at our friends on in the press, because these guys have sacrificed all their credibility, all their objectivity, all their ethics, all their principles, all the reasons that we defend the press because of the First Amendment. They have thrown under the bus. They are enemies of the people. There's just no question about it. They hate the people. They despise the people. And, and you know, there's, there's actually more to it than that. I want, I want to just take a look at what the left is, is like. I mean, it's really interesting to me. Van Jones. Here's Let's take a look at Van Jones' reaction to the media declaring that Biden is the winner. This is cut 23. Being a good person matters. 
and it's easier for a whole lot of people. If you're Muslim in this country, you, you, you don't have to worry if the president doesn't want you here. If you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happier to have babies snatched away or send, send dreamers back for no reason. This is vindication for a lot of people who have really suffered. That's, that was kind of like I reacted when Trump was elected, right? <laughs> we played we played that clip on the backstage, which is us laughing hysterically. So this guy works for CNN, and I don't hate Van Jones. You know, I I, I know he's he's looking for something here. You know, I, I know he's you know an honest guy. He's he works at a lie factory. You know, there is no accusation you can make about Trump's honesty or cruelty that isn't provably true of CNN. So when he says it's going to be easier for dads to talk about how character matters and how honesty matters, these guys are entirely self-deluded. I mean, I, I, I don't believe he's insincere. That's, that's the thing that gets me. It's not that so much of the, the press is lying. When, when Brian Stelter, who is an amazing, amazing human being, that he can come on and says the press isn't biased, I, I think he's telling the truth. I think he really thinks the press isn't biased. It just happens to be that all their opinions are correct. They, they don't have to listen to anybody else because they're the evil ones. And, you know, here's the mental world they're living in. You know, in, in order to be to say the things that Van Jones says, to be that clueless about your own position in the world, you have to seriously, you have to seriously be living in a fantasy world. Here is an NBC commentator, major network. These are the guys dumped Harvey Weinstein, right? The dump the Harvey Weinstein story. Here he is telling us what's going to happen now uh, with the conservatives who, as you can see, I'm sure if you look out the window, there are Trump supporters burning your city to the ground and breaking in mostly, it's mostly peaceful, mostly peaceful riots, but they're burning your city. Oh, wait, no, none of that's happening. But here's Malcolm Nance, NBC commentator. I think he's talking to Bill Maher here. Let's cut one. We are going to have a political paramilitary insurgency in which Donald Trump will be Saddam Hussein. We already got Uday and Kusay, his sons and his daughters. So you're saying military Paramilitary, in other words, not actual military, like in these countries, but they don't want to use the official military, so they have their Boogaloo Boys. Right, Boogaloo Boys, Proud Boys, the rest of the Vanilla ISIS crew out there. (laughs) The rough people, he calls, remember he calls them the rough people. We have the rough people, bikers. Good good people on both sides. The problem is, these convoys that we saw in the run-up to the election, what I'm most concerned about is Convoys, that, you mean? You know, these, these ISIS-like Trump convoys of, you know, trucks 100, with the 200 Trump trucks flight. out there. What happens when somebody says, we don't recognize no, I, Joe Biden's election exactly. and those convoys become armed convoys and they start blocking highways? They're not now? Uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I mean... What is, how, how long has it been? Four months, five months of riots in Democrat cities that these guys have hidden, obscured, called mostly peaceful, told us were actually uh, important. It didn't matter about the Wu flu when they were having these riots because racism uh, is a, a health you know, problem to begin with. You know, and yet what he's afraid of is the Proud Boys, six guys, you know, who haven't done anything to anybody are suddenly going to show up in tanks on his streets. And, and Bill Maher is like, oh, isn't that already happening? You know, it's not ha- I mean, this is the imaginary world that they live in. 
this healing that Joe Biden is talking about is going to be really difficult from our tanks when we're riding in our tanks. I hope somebody will give me a ride in this tank. But there's also this, okay? That's, that, that, in a way, is the most honest thing about the media, is that they are lost in a fantasy world of their own making. I mean, I have to go back to that hilarious CNN reporter, hysterical because a totally peaceful demonstration was going on outside the counting places and they were praying and they were chanting and that was making her hysterical at CNN on the Chris Cuomo show where riots were fine. You know, that's so that's the imaginary world. But there's also the lie world. Now, here's James Clyburn right now. This guy is an old political fox, right? This is a smart guy. He engineered Joe Biden's victory. He understood that the radicals were not going to win, but this piece of cardboard that they could put up who looked like an old-fashioned Democrat, he understood they could win. This guy's a fox, all right? He's a smart, smart guy. Listen to what he's saying about the challenges to the election. It's cut seven. It doesn't matter to me whether or not he concedes. What matters to me is whether or not the Republican Party will step up and help us uh, preserve the integrity of this democracy. Mm-hmm. We have been the envy of the world, but we have also uh, received a lot of disdain from p- uh, places around the world. See, I'm old enough to remember uh, Nikita Khrushchev. I remember that speech at the United Nations when he looked out and said, we will bury you. I will never forget yeah. that. And so I don't understand how uh, Republicans uh, can allow uh, Putin uh, to dictate uh, the fortunes of this country. And that's what's going on here. <laughs> now, see, this is different. Clyburn knows that Putin has nothing to do with anything. It, you know, I mean, they have they have messed with this re- election on ABC, on NBC, on CBS. Russian collusion. Brett Kavanaugh's a rapist. Trump is Hitler. They have messed with the election. What did Vladimir Putin do? Engineer like three Facebook ads, basically, to try and change people's minds. Clyburn knows this. And what's really fascinating here is I'm also old enough to remember Khrushchev, just barely. But I'm also old enough to remember when we, the Republicans, the right, were constantly being accused of red baiting. Right. Everything was the commies. The commies were under the bed. Somebody once said they see commies under the bed. I can't remember who said that, but that was, you know, I, I think they said of Nixon, he sees communists under the bed. Everything was calm, red baiting. Oh, you, you know, you're see communists. You're calling everybody a communist. You're denying jobs to people who just happen to be communists. You know, which what's what's wrong with that? What's wrong with wanting a fair world? Now, who is it who's constantly saying Russia, 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 when it's already been disproved? And I know Democrats personally who believe this stuff, but Clyburn's not one of them. See, that's the thing. They're selling it. People are buying it. It's what Reagan always said. It's not that uh, Democrats are ignorant. It's just they know so many things that just aren't true. And let let me play one more clip of the press. And, And this is George Stephanopoulos, who we all remember intimidated women so that they wouldn't come forward for Clinton and now heads the news department that killed the Jeffrey Epstein story during Hillary Clinton's uh, election. And no one uh, in the press has said, hey, George. And, and by the way, George Stephanopoulos went to a party honoring Jeffrey Epstein after Epstein was convicted of abusing young people. No one has said to George Stephanopoulos, hey, George, what did you have to do with spiking that story? No one. He's talking to Christy Noem, one of the best governors in the country, a woman who said to her people, listen, this is a real disease. I'm not telling you it's not. Here are the things that will keep you safe. Make your own decisions. You're Americans. One of the uh, truly one of the best governors in the country. Hopefully somebody we're going to see on the national stage before long. Here is George Stephanopoulos jousting with her over the election. Cut eight. 
I've spoken to Republican officials across the country. They have come up with zero evidence of widespread fraud. And that is not true. That is absolutely not true. People have signed legal documents, affidavits, stating that they saw illegal activities. And that is why we need to have this conversation in, in court. The New York Times itself said that there were clerical errors. If no you look at what happened in Michigan, fraud, Governor. That's uh, that we very had different. computer glitches that changed Republican votes to Democrat votes. You look in Pennsylvania, dead people voted in Pennsylvania. So, George, I don't know how widespread it is. I don't know if it'll change the outcome of the election. But why is everybody so scared just to have a fair election and find out? Uh, we gave Al Gore 37 days to run the process before we decided who was going to be president. Why would we not afford the 70.6 million Americans that voted for President Trump the Governor. same consideration? So this widespread fraud thing is a lie. It's a lie. You don't need widespread fraud. You just need targeted, effective fraud. She gave several examples that hint at that, that, that that might be there. But she's the governor of South Dakota. It's not her job to find out about fraud in Pennsylvania. It's a, the whole interview is a scam. All she's saying is the rule of law should t- take place. And all he's saying is, no, it shouldn't, because we, the media, say it shouldn't. This is that guy. This is George I killed Jeffrey Epstein story. Stephanopoulos on ABC, where a Clinton hack is running their news department, and we're supposed to listen to which one of these two people? Unbelievable. See, what's happened here, what has happened here is there has been a great realignment. There's been a true change. Trump is the final, uh, you know, the final wave of that change. But there has been a big uh, change in what the parties represent. It used to be the Democrats represented the little guy. That was lunch bucket Joe Biden because he was talking to the working man. They didn't represent corporations because corporations had to work under conservative rules to make money, right? That is not true anymore. Globalism has changed that. Now all the corporations are, first of all, the corporations are information-based. They are not as responsible to the uh, conservative facts of life that deal with, that help manufacturers make a profit. They're information-based. They are not responsible to the people of America. They're responsible to a global elite. And so now the Democrats represent the global elite, and it's the Republicans who represent the little American guy. That's who Trump was talking to. That's who'd been forgotten. That's who were killing themselves with opiates. That's why they love them. That's why they turned out in the uh, numbers that they did turn out. They're still there. They're there whether Trump goes or not. They're still there. There's a new Republican Party to be made, a new fight to be had. There's always a new fight. The fight is fun. Freedom is fun. We are going to have to get into that fight if Trump does not make it through these legal uh, challenges. So we are covering every aspect of this thing, and we're going to keep covering it until the last bell tolls. We have big plans for the next four years, regardless of who the president turns out to be. You know, we've told you Candace Owens is going to be joining us. She's going to uh, have a show. She is the obviously the New York Times bestselling author, founder of the founder of the uh, Blexit Foundation. She'll be launching a brand new show with us early in the year in Nashville and writing contents for us over at DailyWire.com. We'll be launching an entertainment channel, a new investigative journalism team, and building partners with like-minded content creators like PragerU. This is the fight ahead. This is the fight. This is the tide that's turned. I'm thrilled to be a part of it. I'm thrilled the Daily Wire is a part of it. You can get 25% off your Daily Wire membership with code ELECTION when you sign up today. If there's one thing 2020 has taught us, it's that anything can happen. And if there's another thing it's taught us, is you need to get in the fight as well. Help us out here. You get 25% off your Daily Wire membership with code ELECTION when you sign up. 
We have got Jenna Ellis on because I want to bring on the other side of the, uh, I want to bring on the Warriors and hear what she's got cooking and what's going on. So we'll have her in just a second. We are back. Jenna Ellis is, you know, a constitutional law attorney. She is, and she is just a, a killer. She is absolutely, I mean, I, I never, we always have her at a distance because I won't come near her because I'm just terrified of her. And she, if we want to find out what is going on in the legal fight that will now proceed as it must and should, she's the one to talk to. Jenna, it's great to see you. Great to see you too, Drew. And yes, my my legal kung fu skills can reach you even from D.C. to California. So <laughs> be careful. You can reach right through the computer just to rip out my throat. I'm, I'm aware of that, and I will be I will be accordingly polite as we go forward. Now, now, listen. What's the state of the legal fight here? Where where are we right now? Yeah, well, I think that your uh, the last part of your monologue right before the break was so incredibly important that people need to remember that this is not going to be litigated in the court of public opinion. That's what the campaign was for. The campaign was to convince voters to make up their own mind who they wanted to cast their legal ballots for. This is all about making sure that the process happens fairly, that the rule of law applies. And, you know, you were talking about uh, Governor Kristi Noem and the George Stephanopoulos interview. I watched that yesterday and I've seen the same mainstream media talking point of saying, well, there isn't evidence of widespread fraud. And they keep using that term widespread because it's such a squidgy term to them that they can try to manipulate it any way that they want to and widespread to them, regardless of what evidence we put forward, will never be enough to convince George Stephanopoulos or any of the Democrat cronies or any of the rhinos for that matter. But thankfully, they're not the arbiters here. So what everyone needs to understand is that just like Bush v. Gore in 2000, the the judicial branch, including the state level, the federal level, and the United States Supreme Court, they are the arbiters here, and they are the impartial judicial branch that will that will look at the evidence. They will make a determination how to fairly apply the law to the facts. And, and importantly, Drew, it's not that the courts will substitute their opinion either for the will of the American people. I've seen that talking point over and over. It's not about the courts saying, you know, we prefer one candidate over another. It's about the courts making sure that the process is fair, that we have free elections in this country and that every legal vote counts and illegal votes do not. And it's absolutely irresponsible of the media, Joe Biden and the Democrats to not get on board with that and agree with that. And the only reason that they're not is because they know that there has been so much systematic fraud in at least six states that we know of that is outcome determinative. And they don't want to get to the bottom of this. They want us to trust and not verify and simply move on. We're not doing that. I spoke with the president last night. He's committed to staying in this fight. And this is not about him. It's not about the outcome of the election. It's about preserving our American system and our constitutional republic for this election and every election after this. You know, the disinformation campaign has been intense. It's really amazing. Jake Tapper, I saw, was tweeting, oh, sources close to the president tell me he's isolated and people are urging him to concede and all any of that true in your opinion? 
Not at all. And, you know, and again, I spoke with the president directly last night and he understands how critical this is to America. He has been the president who has been committed to the Constitution, staying within the margins of our process, loving America. Of course, he wants to win. I want him to win. I advocated for him. I voted for him. But this isn't just about counting every vote until I get the outcome I prefer. This and and the president understands this as well. And he is committed to making sure that every American can have faith and confidence in the legitimacy of our system. And right now, with just the evidence that we have of the manipulations of the electronic votes, the late votes that are being counted in states like Pennsylvania that are not going according to their state law, you have Arizona, you know, uh, don't touch the green button, where uh, election officials were telling people uh, to just touch the green button, which actually invalidated their legal vote. I mean, you have so many problems with uh, with this election in at least six states. Those six states matter in terms of the final tally. And so, no, President Trump is not considering conceding. This has to go through the legal process, and it's really a big mess right now. And I think that states like Pennsylvania are actually irredeemably compromised because Team Trump hasn't even gotten meaningful access to watch the ballots being counted. Why would anyone not allow that unless you're trying to manipulate and allow for fraud? Yeah, well, they, I mean, Philadelphia is famously corrupt. How long do you think this is going to take before we get a final decision? Well, hopefully uh, this will be... This will be resolved, you know, as expeditiously as possible. Uh, my yeah. hope is that with the litigation that we have uh, have put forward now, including today, you know, we have lawsuits and recounts in six different states. Um, it's possible that those can all be aggregated into one claim in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, we're looking at that possibility, but we're leaving all legal options open. We have team on the uh, team on the ground. But as you indicated um, with with Christy Nome's interview, I mean, it was 37 days to the completion of the process. 36 days from election day to the Supreme Court's determination. That was only one narrow issue in one state. Here we're talking about a lot more. So people need to allow the process uh, to to move as quickly as possible, but also as accurately as possible. So I think it's going to take at least a couple of weeks to sort through all of this. And how how do you feel about I mean, I, I I feel there are a lot of institutions in this country that I've ceased to trust. Obviously, the media is just completely gone. Uh, but but the judiciary, I mean, obviously, there's some activist guys in there. We know that. But they, I have a moderately high confidence that they're going to give a fair judgment in this case. How do you feel about that? I really hope so. And I think that um, that it matters that we have had um, a lot of originalists appointed to the federal bench, um, including the U.S. Supreme Court, because this is not about uh, favoritism toward President Trump. It's not about favoritism toward activism either. And that's what we saw so clearly with Amy Coney Barrett's uh, confirmation hearings, by the way, is that she wants to be a judge, not a political pundit, uh, not an advocate for any sort of um, political agenda. And so I think that the judicial branch, including the Supreme Court, will recognize that this matters to every election. This isn't about Trump. It's not about Joe Biden. It's about preserving the institution and the system of our separation of powers. And so I have a a fairly high degree of confidence in our judicial branch that they'll maintain that impartiality and do exactly what they did in Bush v. Gore, which uh, was to correctly apply the law to the facts. Now, is there a possibility here that even if Trump doesn't win the election, that this will help to expose? I mean, look, every every single thing the Democrats did 
leading up to this election, increased chaos and decreased transparency. Every single thing they did. I mean, they were actually suing to keep observers out of buildings. They were putting up, you know, paper barriers. Was it in Detroit where they put up cardboard so people couldn't see in to watch the people counting? Is, is there a chance that even if Trump loses, if he can't, you know, it's a, it's a hard case to make. I mean, I, 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 I don't want, I know you can't say this, but I'm saying it. It's a, it's a long shot that they're going to reverse an election where there's this many votes in play. That's, that's a, an uphill climb. But is there a possibility that even if you lose the election, that this stuff can be exposed and forced to the point of reform? I mean, is there some way in this process that some of this is going to come to light in a real way? Well, and that's exactly why we're fighting. And again, because it's not just a matter of the outcome of this election. Yeah. And I agree with you. It is a hard legal battle uh, just because there's so much that's already happened. I mean, this is like I've been giving the analogy of a car wreck. It would have been better to prevent um, up front that rather than trying to reconstruct everything after the fact and make whole. I mean, it's just so much more difficult to litigate after the fact in instances like this, but you okay. can prevent the next car crash, right? And that's what yeah. we're trying to do. And I think that uh, Congress, as well as the legislatures of each state, as well as the judicial branches um, and the state level, they need to take a very serious look at uh, election integrity issues and seeing that like for Pennsylvania, for example, their state legislature did not act. It was unilaterally done by the executive branch to try to count late votes and all of these mail-ins um, you know, and looking at Georgia saying that they've just been overwhelmed. They haven't counted paper ballots for 20 years. This just every single way that, that Donald Trump and the Trump campaign and the RNC have been shouting from the rooftops for the last nine months saying that Democrats are trying to undermine every principle of election integrity. We're seeing that played out in real time now. And so there's a lot of work to be done over over the next two years before the midterms and especially the next four years, regardless of the outcome here. And I think that's why the judicial branch absolutely will care about getting good precedent in place. You know, I'm really happy to hear you say that is the kind of uh, realistic, intelligent look I expect from you. But it's still good to hear is because, you know, I just don't want people to think like, oh, yeah, we've we've got this. You know, we're going into court and we're going to win this thing in court. It, it, your description is perfect. It is really hard to put the pieces back together once they've fallen apart. But we don't want this to happen again. It, it's, it's something they've been perfecting the Democrats uh, over time. You know, there's a lot of corruption in politics, but the Democrats are more corrupt than the Republicans. And this is what they do. This is what their machine politics do really well. Jenna Ellis, we're glad you're there. We're glad you'll be part of the fight. And I hope you'll come back and talk to us more and let us know how it's going as it proceeds. You know, anytime. Thanks, Drew. Uh, it's great to see you. All right, we're going to have to stop it there. But again, that is that is the state of things, and I'm I'm glad that uh, Jenna, you know, was straightforward enough to say that. I know she's part of the team, and she has to be uh, in the fight. But it is a it's a tough thing to prove, even even if it's true, it's a tough thing to prove, and it's a tough fight to win. But it is so important that we get some integrity into the election process. And it's important that we start building this media. You know, I, I hate to like use politics to, to sell uh, the Daily Wire, but I think this is a place that you should be subscribing to. If you can cut your cable and stop funding CNN and stop funding MSNBC so Van Jones can go and, and Brian Stelter, they can go and weep in a bar somewhere together instead of weeping on TV. You know, all of that stuff is important. You, you are part of this. You know, the culture, is, the culture is you. The culture is not just guys who write books and movies and, and make news uh, programs. It's not just that. Uh, the culture is you. It's the way you behave. It's the way you speak. It's when you speak up. It's when you're not afraid to speak up. It's when you're not afraid to speak to your friends uh, on, on Twitter and Facebook. 
Facebook. It's when you're not afraid of being canceled. It's all of that. All of that is the culture. And this culture has got to change so that the next guy who does what Trump does, hopefully in four years from now, the next guy who can do what Trump does doesn't have to be a person who puts people off, who can just be a, a straight shooter. Ron DeSantis, Christy Noem, they're out there. Uh, you know, Crenshaw, they, these people are out there who will speak up and do the thing that can be done and, and take on the media. They've learned how to do it now. They've seen it done and it can be done again. And we'll make sure it's done again. We will fight to see that it's done again right here with you. And I will be here. I'm Andrew Clavin. This is The Andrew Clavin Show. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, give us a five-star review. And also tell your friends to subscribe, too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Matt Wall Show, and The Michael Knowles Show. Thanks for listening. The Andrew Clavin Show is produced by Robert Sterling. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Assistant director, Pavel Wadowski. Edited by Adam Saivitz and Danny D'Amico. Audio mixed by Robin Fenderson. Hair and makeup, or head and makeup, is by Nika Geneva. Animations are by Cynthia Angulo. Production assistants, McKenna Waters and Ryan Love. The Andrew Claven Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. If you prefer facts over feelings, aren't offended by the brutal truth, and you can still laugh at the insanity filling our national news cycle, well, tune in to The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get a whole lot of that and much more. See you there. Mm-hmm. 